All right. Back like an old mangy dog crawling through the cat door. Are we just going to do... My thought was dead. We're just going to do... Well, we don't need to do an intro. intro. We don't have a fucking guest, so we just go straight in. We're not wasting any time here, Todd. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. Um, before we get into the, the meat of the episode... Um, oh, and it's so meaty. With, it is very meaty. It might be, might be a short episode, actually. But... Um, mm. <laughs> like one of those little skewers with just a couple bits of chicken on it. No, nah, it's, it's just got... Um, all the meat's fallen off. It's just a few um, burnt capsicums. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you right, Dan? Because this next bit we're going to talk about concerns you. Um, so I caught up with um, uh, Jay and Roy from RES. Mm. And um, on the weekend, Dan was actually invited, but he refused to turn up. Declined. But um, a, big, um, a big talking point was um, what's Dan been up to? And everyone was speculating. Roy said that um, he used to be on the pipe, but then when we, then we <laughs> said he's not on the pipe anymore, so what's he doing? And Roy said, I don't know, Buzz. Um, Fuck, I've seen Roy more than I've seen you. Well, that's what, that's what that's Roy doesn't... Roy, do, Roy said, um, sometimes you record with Dan, he says, hurry up, I've got shit to do. But then oh, what's fun. he doing? Because he doesn't have a job. Yeah, that sounds right. So, um, hurry up, and then we, And then we talked about the strangling thing, and um, Roy said that he believes you. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes, he does. But then he admitted that he wasn't there, but um, it sounds like something that Jared would do. So, yeah, Jared well, that's a, that's a strong statement because he said it in front of Jared without Dan there. So Jared was a... like, nah, nah, fuck, come on. <laughs> so it was quite a convincing argument from both sides. I like Dan's <laughs> assertion. I like Dan's assertion that Jared says the louder he talks about it, the more um, truthful his side of the story is. <laughs> It's true, because when we talk I, about it with him, it's, he just gets louder, giving you the same <laughs> bullshit information. Do you think there's some new listeners listening to us that, um, from, the, from the new um, hosts we've got? They have no idea what we're talking about? Well, I, they'll probably come to the wrong podcast then, because this is... <laughs> be, before when uh, Dom was talking about the meat, this is it. When, this is the meat right here. Um, yeah. But, you got a steak for you. I just feel, I just feel though, Dan, if you weren't so weaselly about what you get up to, that I'd be more inclined to believe you about the strangling incident. But because you're so sneaky, it makes me, it makes me doubt the validity of um, your claims. Mm. Not sneaky. You're fucking like the sneakiest person I know, apart from Josh Juggum. Yeah. Is he so, sneaky? Oh yeah. yeah. He's real sneaky. Really? So, yeah, yeah, so sneaky. You never know what he's like. A he snake, like a snake wearing a mask. Yeah, he'll be like Josh Juggum. Will just be living with some some mysterious people as well. And you're like, who are these people? He'll like talk about them lots, but it's as almost as if they don't exist. And there'll be new ones all the time. It's really weird shit. Yeah. Dom and I like to also know everything. Dom and I like to know everything about our friends' lives. Not because we care, just because we're nosy. I like to keep tabs on them. Yeah. Like, we would have been good, um, like, CIA agents or something. I don't you know, know if good's the word. Enthusiastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took to the role with a lot of vigor. Yeah. 
I think as well, both me and you um, tend to start strong and then peter out. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of torture and a lot of um, listening to people in the first six months and then after that just be um, yeah. doing the bare minimum not to get fired. Yeah, just sitting around the office, like, filing through some papers that we have no idea what, what is written on them. Like, oh, God. Just I'm hoping so... the boss doesn't find out I've lost my gun. <laughs> God, I'm so busy in here, sir. Um, <laughs> sir, we're flat out, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, just spying on people, eh? Oh, my God. It's real drain. Well, if you do end up moving back to New Zealand, I think that we should um, definitely spy on Dan. Mm. I suppose if you've got a big ostentatious car, though, it's going to be hard to sort of trail him without us figuring it out. I don't so it's good when you had that Uber. When, ah, oh, yeah. When Dan had the Uber. No, you had an Uber too. You got an Uber before him, didn't you? Oh. Yeah, mine was less of an Uber. Wasn't mine, it exactly the same car? I'm sure nah. it's the same fucking car. Mine was a Honda Civic Like one time hybrid. we went to get in it and then we got in the wrong car. No, I don't believe that. Do you believe that, Dan? I don't remember they him were... having an Uber. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, I talking, a... That's all we talked about for the, first, the second season of the podcast. No, nah, because I got it Uber after boys. that. I got it. Oh, I got fuck, the... whatever. Whatever. Do you remember when... God, uh, I've been away for three weeks and everyone's just full of fucking lying to my face. Do you remember me reversing it up that driveway at Dave Benger's house? That was pretty impressive. Because it was, it was too gutless to fucking go up there, so I had to Whee! get up speed and reverse it. And there was this real sharp corner with a bank down one side, and it was like very thin lane driveway. It was like, it was some repo man shit, I guess. A bit of stunt driving. It was. Mm. Speaking of repo man, should we get into the episode? Yeah. Dan, can you put some, um, what? Whose internet connection is fucking out real bad? Oh, it might be mine. I'm on the yours. extension. Sorry, I'm just connecting. Am I cutting out, Dan? No. Am I no, back? It's you, Todd. Close some of your bloody windows. You. Am I back? He's got all his tabs open. Look, Am he's I fucking back? frozen now. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, things have gone to good, off to a good start. Okay, sorry. Are I you just, back? I just switched internet connections. I was on the extension. Oh, for fuck's which, sake. Which is miles away from here. Anyway, I'm sure Dan will clean that up and post. Oh, that's um, you wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Dan, you should play the, some music from Reaper Man just here. You got the pump. Uh, no one. What do you want? You want to make 10 bucks? Fuck you. Saturday Night Live! Monday Night Football! Dallas! Okay, so for this episode, we don't have a guest. We don't need a guest. Instead, we're talking about... Don Tom was too lazy to get one. No, I just wanted to talk about Repo Man. We've been talking about this for a while. Okay, sure. Um, and um, 1984's Repo Man, written and directed by Alex Cox. My favourite film. I've seen it literally over 100 times. Really? Um, yeah. Well, we had a VHS of it at my grandma's house. I used to watch it. So, over ab- over again. but you rewatched it again for for this episode, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I watch it probably at least once a year. Oh, yeah. I only watched the trailer, so I'm not going to have much to contribute. You didn't watch it. I just watched the trailer and then I read it, read a review. Have you watched it, Dan? Yep. Uh, I just finished the end. I just rewatched the end. Oh, you so. finished the fuck? No, I just I- rewatched the end like right. half an hour ago. 
I, I pretty much got the gist of it, though. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you recommended I watch this. I can't remember how long ago it was. And I watched it, but I don't think I paid much attention because the first time I watched it, I think I was just put off by the um, tacky special effects. I was like, ah, oh, fuck this movie. And um, I didn't care for it at all, but I rewatched it today and I really fucking like it. It's really brilliant. It's so good, eh? And it's so yeah. layered. Like, I yeah. love how much is going on. Yeah. And all the different bits. Yeah, lots of subtlety as well. Like, it doesn't hit you over the head with the themes and ideas. Which is funny, because the style is the style the movie's done in, because it's tacky and, like, cheap you can't expect for the like for it not to be subtle right yeah so i think that makes it even more effective <coughs> well the um so i guess for the listeners who haven't seen it so we'll give them a brief rundown i suppose there's gonna be spoilers in this um but anyway so basically the i think film you could do is... you could do spoilers about a film that came out in 1984 <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't really have any twists in it, does it? Does no, imagine the plot. Imagine if someone got real angry, like, "Hey, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you spoiled Repo Man for me." <laughs> <laughs> so when it came out, um, yeah. So oh no, I'm doing the fucking plot, aren't I? Um, yeah. So yeah, basically, it's um, it's kind of like there's three narratives going at once. So one of them, so the main one is there's the main character is Otto who's a punk in L.A. in the 80s. And it's sort of the film is like a satire of America under, under Reagan. Um, but it's kind of interesting as well because it's one of the few films I reckon you can watch from that time that is not only relevant now, but it's sort of like, I don't know, it's not like cringy, you know what I mean? Like so much stuff you sort of, you know, from that time in the mid-80s, mm. you have to sort of allow for the fucking social mores of the time, whereas this doesn't really feel like that with maybe like one or two exceptions. Yeah, it has that thing, though. It has, like, the cool stuff about that era of film. Mm. Like, yeah. the funny, vo like, the voice of the, you know, the third punk? What's his name? Archie? Oh, Archie. Like, yeah. he has that hilarious voice, and it's real good, and that's very much of that era, and it's kind of cheesy and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. And um, so Otto, he... Um breaks up with his girlfriend, gets fired from his job at the supermarket, and then he ends up getting enlisted to become a repo man. And at the same time, there's another narrative going where there's a Chevy Malibu which has got, um, they say it's got aliens in it, or maybe it's nuclear weapons, you don't know, and they're sort of going to try to track it down to get the money from it. And then there's like a, a gang of like revolutionaries and there's all this shit going on at the same time. The CIA's after them. Um, but I think, I think like, you know, like much more than the plot, it's kind of like, like I say, it's so layered. There's so much going on in there, like, you know, because like I said, I've seen it like a fucking hundred times. And, but every time you see little bits and stuff, like the dialogue as well. Like, mm. did you notice on the, like, in the background, like on the, all the radios that are playing, if you listen to the dialogue in there, it's actually, you know, it's like really funny or like... I don't, I don't catch much of that. I caught it a little bit. I'm trying to remember what should, part of it was. Yeah, watch it with the, um, if you watch it with the subtitles on. It's kind of like relevant uh, to the scene too. It's pretty cool. Like yeah. Uh, it's from a writing perspective, it's, it's fucking genius. And the scene where he's talking about, um, which is probably the most famous scene when he's, when um, Miller's talking about um, aliens and UFOs. And 
Oh, what the fuck is that, Dan? Nothing. Is that your ringtone? No. There's some That's kind of alarm. alarm. Yeah, I don't know what that was for. Someone's breaking into the house. I'm supposed to Damn. be doing something. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh. Um, the more you drive, the less intelligent you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and I was reading that. Oh, you go? I was just, as soon as um, he said that line, I was like, I wonder if this is why Dom didn't drive till he was like nearly 40. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, I was reading that the director, Alex Cox, he wrote that whole scene um, just like off the cuff as a way to audition the actors and then it was like they decided to keep in the film. Right. He, he doesn't like America much, does he, Alex Cox? Nah. He's, <laughs> he's had, he had quite an interesting career. Like, because he did that and that was kind of his breakout film. Then he did Sid and Nancy, which was, you know, like, pretty good and quite popular. Then mm. he did um, Straight to Hell, which is just, like, a fucking mess. It's got, like, The Clash in it and oh, yeah. um, a few other... The Pogues are in it, too. Mm. Um, I think Courtney Love is in it, too. And it's, But it's, like... I mean, it's kind of fun to watch, but it's just... It's kind of terrible. I guess all the sort of shit in Repo Man, like, all the weirdness and the sort of, like... Um, Yes, yeah, the real stuff. It has that, but it doesn't have the kind of. It doesn't. It's not cohesive in any way. Yeah. Have Have you seen this from Walker? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I want like it was shot in Nicaragua during Contra, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen. I want to watch that now. That's pretty cool. And then he did um, Highway Patrolman, which is like a. It's shot in Mexico, I think. It's all in Spanish, like it's a Spanish film. Right. Yeah. Um, but. I think he kind of fucked his career with um, Walker. I think he fucked a lot, a lot of people off of that. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then everything he's done since then has been fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, just unwatchable. Ah, yeah. Is he American? No, he's English. Oh, right. Which I think is why um, he's able to sort of have that critique of the States. Mm. You know, which is often the case. Yeah. Oh, like... I, I would have guessed he was American because it did feel like a critique of the United States from within, which I guess is like, you know, a critique of the United States through film could also be a critique of fucking England. But he 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 did live there for a while. Like, he studied film there. Yeah, right. Because Repo Man originally was going to be a short film. Mm. Um, and the guy that plays... Um, oh, fuck, what's the guy? Um, the other, the board-headed... Leader of the punk gang? Ah. Oh, I don't know. I don't... I was like, that face looks familiar, but it's so old. I don't know who he was. I've got the cast here. Um, but the pictures are real fucking... Juke. Juke, yeah. That guy, so that guy, um, he helped write. And, and initially, he, it was based on a short story that he'd done. Dick Which I can't Ru find online anyway. Dick Jukes. Rude, yeah, that's the guy. Ah, oh, yeah. Is that his real fucking name? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was the mid-80s. Dick Rude, holy shit. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. You should get a podcast name like that, Dan. <laughs> get, a, get a podcast name? Yeah, yeah. Dick Rude. Can we just change it, change it for him? <laughs> Dan. Well, he's got, yeah. But he's the one that does all the credits, though. Oh, yeah. He has the control. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Where were we? It's hard to stay on track with this, eh? Hey? There's a lot of... A lot of moving parts. Yeah, yeah. So you, What you, was your... What was that, what, Todd? Uh, go ahead. 
No, no, you go. Well, yeah, you did the synopsis, right? Oh, no, you didn't talk about what's the third plot? Because I, I picked up on the two plots. What's the third plot? Didn't I say the third one? You there's, got, the, um, there's, the, there's Otto and his sort of journey. Yeah, guy with the sunglasses. And what's the third there's one? There's the Malibu. There's the Malibu. And oh. then there's and then there's um, Bud and and his and the Reap, and the Reaper men. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I guess there's kind of like the Rodriguez brothers and and that plot yeah. as well. Yeah, and, and the, the punks. Yeah. Mm. It's a whole. It's like a vignette. Mm. So did you did you take from that? I, my big takeaway from the whole thing was so there's this background, right? Like, often when it's showing the television, and I don't know if this was just um, Cox's contempt for America, but there's a couple scenes where it's showing television clips and it was of, like, US interference in foreign countries. Yeah. So there's this background of that, and then there's obviously the background where, like, you know, all the the products are just kind of labelled in the same labelling. It just says food. Yeah, so like said, that, when he's eating that cannon, it says um, meat food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. So there's this like, there's this commentary about consumerism and about capitalism, and I think uh, U.S. politics as well. And that's kind of the backdrop for these people with these very dissatisfied lives, right? And and kind of the. And Otto's looking for, like, a place to find purpose. So he's, you know, he quits that job at the start. He's working in the supermarket. He quits. Well, he doesn't he quit exactly, does he? Well, yeah, yeah. Throws his co-worker through the... <laughs> I like that, yeah. that that's quitting for you. <laughs> that is. Attacks his co-worker. <laughs> yeah. For me, that's, like, just regular quitting. Like, yeah. you know, it's, isn't that how you handle resignation? <laughs> just throw a co-worker across your boss's desk like ah I quit and say fuck you man to your boss yeah fuck you man um yeah and so he's like and then he's with the punks and that that goes sour and then he seems to kind of find something with the repo men right um but that's also not really like what he wants out of life and then he's has that like semi relationship with the woman and then they turn out to kind of be like people he doesn't want to be associated with and then in the oh, do we want to get to the end yet? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. And so in the end, so what I took from it all was like all these people uh with this backdrop of capitalism destroying everything are living this meaningless existences where they're in pursuit of like property and money. So the punks as well, the repo men the uh, CIA people, and then in the very end, and this probably wouldn't work in a film today, but the guy, what's his name? The guy Miller, the weird guy? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, the, he's the enlightened guy who's seen through all the bullshit. And 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 because, you know, there's, a, there's some hints to it, but earlier in the film there's that, there's a scene where him and Otto are conversating. I forget what he's saying, but he's just kind of like, he's speaking differently to everyone else, like his worldview is different. And then, yeah. and then there's the part where like Otto's being beaten up and he's doing like some sort of shamanic practice on him, 
which like today you'd be like, oh, that's corny. But I guess in the 80s, it would be indicative of someone who was like uh, looking for something outside of normality and, you know. Well, he's sort of like the one person at the at the repo, um, working for the repo men who's not like sort of like, you know, like full of toxic masculinity, I guess. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Talking about the mechanic dude. Yeah. Yeah. Miller. The one, that, the one that burns all the shit. I didn't see the shamanic scene. I don't remember yeah. that. When, when he's getting, um, he's just been beaten up. <coughs> I must have missed and it. He's, he's, putting, he's putting a cloth on his face. Yeah, and so he's, he's healing or trying to heal um, Otto and it's contrasted by the other character who's like saying, you can't tell me to get fucked, I was killing people in the war, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So on either side of him, he's got these two people where one doing And his space. name's Otto as well, the cop. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. that Do you notice like... that all the repo men are named after beers? No, I did not notice. Bud Light, Miller. Ah, oh, right. Fuck. Yeah. No, I didn't catch that And then the all. punks are named after Archie. You know, like the Archie comics. Archie, oh. Betty and Duke. Yeah, didn't catch that either. Um, oh, yeah, I guess the repo men, because they're constantly like, do you want to get a beer, eh? And they're just throwing beers around all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, a, I was thinking about it, it's kind of like, a, in some ways as well, it's kind of like a buddy film, right? What do you mean? Like, with, with um, you know, like the, you know, like sort of like um, Lethal Weapon or, um, fuck it, what's, what's some more buddy films, Dan? I don't really know what a buddy film is. You know, it's like when you put two characters together and they're sort of like on an adventure together. So Bud and um, Otto, you know, they're just sort of driving around having these sort of getting into these things. Yeah. Turner and Hooch. Um, I was just going to say Turner and Hooch. Um, (laughs) Twins. Yeah, Milo and Otis. Uh, What's the... What's the... Planes, trains and automobiles. Yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. Uh... Is that Chevy Chase and Steve, what's his name? Steve. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. John yeah. Candy. Steve John Martin. Candy, yeah. I've never actually oh. seen trains, planes, and automobiles. I've never seen the video cover back right. in the day. My I remember. Used to let me watch films like that. They let me watch Repo Man, but not that film. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that film as well has like been a really massive influence on um, writing dialogue. Yeah. For me as well. Yeah. Like, because the thing that they do there, um, which is always real interesting, is that it's not like, if you listen to, if you watch a lot of films, especially modern contemporary films, um, they'll do this thing where a character will say something and then another character will quip and then, like, will just reply with some kind of irreverent kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Whereas with that, it's kind of like there's often two conversations going on at once. Do you know what I mean? But they sort of relate to each other. Yeah. Which is really, really clever writing. Yeah. What's the, what's the scene you screenshot yesterday when and um, Bud's, like, talking about normal people? Oh, uh, you see that? Uh, what is it? Like, you see that ordinary fucking people? I hate them. Yeah. yeah. But, um, then, but then I guess, like, yeah, I guess that's a good line also because also the, the repo men kind of exist outside of the... I, and that's kind of the thing too, like there's a few critiques of that too, is these people, so the repo men and the punks, 
kind of view themselves as existing outside of, you know, the constraints of normal or polite society, but then also they are fucking normal and boring and living meaningless existences as well, right? But I guess it is also like you can't really be outside of society now without mm. a lot of fucking effort, whereas I think, you know, I mean, even in our lifetimes you could, and, and we have, you know what I mean? And I think that that's something that I was really thinking about when I was watching it again, is like now, you, you, I mean, obviously you can and we know people that are, but it's a lot of fucking effort now and you have, and it's really um, quite lonely, you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's illustrated with the Miller character, right? Like even with the people he's with, he doesn't fit in. Yeah. But right. I was just thinking like, yeah, even the way that the Reaper men and the punks are sort of outside of society, that's not really, wouldn't really be an option now. You know, like the Reaper, the repossessing company would have to have a fucking social media <laughs> and the punks would be, you know, fucking on Instagram. Well, you know what I mean? It's like everything's sort of condensed. Yeah. I love how that, um, what's the main punk's name? Duke. Duke. He's like, let's go do some crime. <laughs> it's by sushi and not pay. <laughs> I, that line I, the line I really like is, um, it's a beautiful night, you can almost see the stars. Mm. And he's robbing the fucking, um, robbing the liquor store. Yeah. We haven't, um, did you mention that at the beginning that Emilio Estevez stars? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like one of his, um, I think he'd done, had he done, um, Breakfast Club? Dan, can you Google that? That must have been before this, right? It was right around that time. And then um, Harry Dean Stanton is the other star. And he, and this was right before he did Paris, Texas. So this was his first kind of big, it was his Breakfast first non-supporting role. Oh, so it would have been oh. after this. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, and then Harry Dean Stanton did um, Paris, Texas after this, where he's like the leading man at like 57 or something. He's really good. He's amazing. Yeah. And apparently he improvised a lot of those lines in this. Mm. Have you it's seen Wisdom, that movie with Emilio Estevez? Wisdom? Nah. Yeah. It's got him and Demi Moore. That was 86. So he did this. What did he do before Wisdom. this? Oh, I don't know. I'm just looking. Well, I just Googled that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go 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 to the go to his recent career because it's so sad. Like he, mm. you know, he did some brilliant stuff in his early career, and then I think his last thing was like a guest appearance in um what was what was Charlie Sheen his brother's show? Yeah, oh, fuck. He looks called? so much like one of the Sheens now, eh? Like I know he is. He's related <laughs> to them, but like he didn't used to look like them. Yo, Mar like, Martin looks Sheen's like his dad a lot. Yeah, Martin Sheen's his dad and Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's his brother. Let's not oh, forget the Mighty cousins. Ducks as well. Because they're all, they're all actually like Estevezes. Are they? Yeah, so Charlie Sheen's real name is Carlos Estevez. Really? Yeah, that, that's, that's a from... a way cooler name. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Martin Sheen's from Galicia. Where's not, that? Not Spain, but that part of... Spain hmm. that, that isn't Spain. Yeah. Yeah, like... Fuck. Imagine... Then? He was in Apocalypse Now. Mm. Oh! This is dead. Nah, his scenes... Emilio Estevez. 
No, yeah. scenes were deleted apparently. Yeah. So, so what was? He was there with his. He was there with his father, and he was shot in some scenes, but they were deleted. But what would he have been doing? He wouldn't have been too young to be a soldier. Yeah, he was a child. I think he was like twelve or so. True. Seventy-nine. So. But what did he do right before Reaper Man, Dan? Uh, Badland. Oh, before Reaper Man. He was in the Outsiders. Was yeah. he in Badlands? Yeah, the, in seventy-three. Yeah. That's a good film. If anyone, if anyone listening hasn't seen that film, it's one of the best films. It's by Terence Miliak. Miliak. He's one of my favourite directors. What film is that? Badlands. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't it's seen it. It's the guy that did Thin Red Line. You ever seen Badlands? No. Oh, my God. Well, oh. maybe you can watch that one and we'll talk about that one next time. Right. Have you seen Wait. it, Dan? I don't think so. Oh, the way this, this episode's meandering, I don't know if there's going to be another... Um, this isn't meandering. Fuck, we're half an hour in. Just going, through, just going through Emilio Estevez's IMDb. <laughs> well, if, if Dan was fucking faster at this shit, we would have just been in there. Oh, you know, like that yeah. minion that um, Joe Rogan has, he just says it. Jamie. Don't compare yeah. me to Jamie. Need to get us a... <laughs> well, yeah, well, he's... Jamie. First yeah, of all, he's like, rich as fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Well, if you were as fast as him, maybe you'd be rich too. Man, just, Joe, Joe, Rogan, he, Joe Rogan needs a... I think you know how to a, speed me up then, Dom. What's that? Give you some meth. Throw, throw some cash my way. Lots of speed in that movie too. Mm. Yeah, did it get you excited? Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stuck um, it out. Oh, and amyl nitrate. I don't think I've seen amyl nitrate in a film before. Not that I can oh, recall. That, yeah, that's right. Mm. Why does the Why does the lady have a metal hand? Just it's not explained. Yeah, just for. She's in the CIA. Ah. When we When we join the CIA, we can have metal hands too. What about the smiley face badge? Because you know, um, Otto's wearing it, and then the his love interest at one point has the smiley face badge on her. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. Do you know Mick Jagger was going to play Bud, Harry Dean Re- Stanton's character? Really? The the um, studio wanted him to play it, and and then um, but uh, Alex Cox put a foot down. Hmm. Good. I fucking hate Mick Jagger. Everyone hates Mick Jagger. Fucking jerk off. Do you hate Mick Jagger, Dan? I don't care about Mick Jagger. You don't care mm. for him. I just don't think about him. I don't know what to think about him. Oh yeah, oh, man. that's good enough for me. It's harsh, Dan. So, what's your big takeaway from Repo Man, Dog? Well, what have you seen it too many times? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it was like you know, like probably watching that at like eight or nine years old um, was quite informative. Yeah. Did you like it at that age? Yeah, man. Well, because my parents were like, they didn't really let me watch much American, or like mainstream American shit. Ah, yeah. So I kind of grew up watching that stuff and weird European shit. Yeah. I guess it's hard to remember that like a lot of the stuff going on at the film at the time would have been like cool guy shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so corny now. I love the scene where the, um, which also wouldn't fly now, where the, what are they accusing, who are they accusing of being gay? Oh, John Wayne. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Where um the dude's saying that John Wayne's gay, and all yeah. the all the other guys are real angry, and then yeah. one, and then and then one of them justifies it by saying like, "Well, don't you like to sometimes see your friends fuck?" And then like, <laughs> and, the, and the other guy's like, like, the other guy's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> what about? I love the scene where he's breaking into the car and then. Someone starts shooting at him and like just starts shooting back into the house. Mm. Yeah, that dude's good. The um, yeah, the the cast, the assortment of characters is so good. Heaps of them turn up again in Sid and Nancy as well. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking. I forget which character it was, but one of them I was looking at. Yeah, he's in Sid and Nancy as well. Oh, the Duke. What? What? Um. What, what, did you, have you seen Sid and Nancy, Dan? No. Oh, man, you haven't seen anything. What are you I've doing for your time? Things. When you're smoking meth, staying up all night, what were you doing? Errands. Why not? Yeah, I had, had errands to run. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's too long to sit in one place if you're high on meth. <laughs> errands. What kind of errands? Secret stuff. Oh, man. Myth stuff. Myth errands. Fuck, maybe we should make a movie about your life when you are myth. About like a um, young hip hop producer <laughs> on the verge of success. Fuck. <laughs> if, if you just think back to that house Dan was living in when we met him, or those first two houses he lived in when we met him. Which those one? Were, the one in. So Which houses were they? The, so there was like the Grey Lynn one. And uh, was it was there Remmers? Both the yeah. both those houses have good cast of characters for a film. True. <laughs> like when Al lived on the sleeping bag, and then the weird chef guy you live with at the other house. That'd be great, great <laughs> additional characters. Do you remember the chef guy, Dom? Nah. Oh shit. <clears throat> he, Who was he, Dan? He was really bizarre. I don't know where he came from. He was just there one day. How did he move in if you didn't know him? I didn't know him, but Ash did. Ash Pullman. This, this is going down. <laughs> All right, should we just wrap things up then? Is that it? It's just going to do... Oh, wait. Is that is that quarry they're driving through? Is that the same one from Terminator? Yeah. So they did it, it first? Like, yeah, it looks funny. Yeah, it does look sick. You should drive your new car through there. Um, I I re I was reading somewhere that uh, uh, people say that Pulp Fiction was super inspired by Repo Man. Fuck, you can tell that. What's happening? How can you tell? No, he said you can tell. You can uh, tell, like just by watching it. I mean, fuck the music for starters. Hmm. This is um, it's probably good to end the year on such a banger of an episode, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know, at least we know, film analysis is in our strong point. Yeah, hey, we're working it out as we go. I was thinking, um, if Kaya turned up, it might be different as well. Yeah, I she thought might. it would have more people to um chime in. She yeah. took the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just oh. crashed your car into a lamppost. <laughs> yeah. 
That's sometimes how I feel about doing the podcast too. <laughs> I, but it took me like 50 episodes to get there. I didn't expect it to happen so soon for Kaya. Everyone's having car crashes at the moment. Really? Fuck yeah, it, don't... Monty and Owen crashed their car. Don't curse me. Um, and um, my mate Phoebe's crashed her car twice in like a couple of, couple of days. Shit. Don't you curse me. I haven't insured my car yet. Haven't you? No. And you're going to fucking... You're going to be drunk driving it around the place. Don't... I won't do that. I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> You think I got? You think I got a nice car by making rash decisions? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did. I think, yeah, I, I was gonna say. <laughs> but the the rash decisions end here. Fuck! You should have bought a house. Mm. Car. I might do that next year. Become a landlord. Yeah, don't buy one there though. Buy one in New Zealand. Oh yeah, I'm gonna join the landlord class. I'll rent to you. Yeah. Make make. You should it go into our house that me and Sam are buying in the countryside. Oh. I'll make it nice and mouldy for you. Yeah. For well, you don't have much choice here. I live little. in a nice house. You haven't even been to my house, have you? Nope. I live in a nice house. Yeah, it looks nice. I like your curtain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the listeners, Dom has a sheet over the window. Well, I was saying to Todd earlier, it's an odd-shaped window, so I don't have a fucking curtain for it. It, look, it looks like he plans on fucking, as soon as we get done here, he's going to fucking blow his brains out. He's <laughs> <laughs> put put sheets up everywhere so Dave gets his bond back. You've had a good life, Dom. A good run. Yeah, you're done. I'm gonna leave good. I'm gonna leave everything to Dan, which is just all this junk that Dan has to sort through. <laughs> Fuck. Dan, what are you gonna do with that? Sheet. Dan, what are you gonna do with that pig whistle? <laughs> 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 so Roy and that are keen to come on the podcast. Nice, let's do that. So we thought we'd come into your house, Dan, and do it. Mm-hmm. For the what um, like that for? just like w- when this happens, I'll be happy. But until then, well, I've got Roy's number now, so I might start harassing him. Does he message you, or I've never got a message from him. He just sends me videos, like of him talking. Like long <laughs> clips of him talking. <laughs> so he's still, he's somehow, he's somehow kept up with like rap world, eh? Like don't, <laughs> yeah. don't merely message people with texts, speak at them on video. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking perhaps for the next episode we should do it, uh, some sort of end of year roundup. Perhaps we do like a how not to be an asshole awards come up with some categories and each uh, host will nominate their person then we'll argue over who wins the award or that per- a good idea. person event something along those lines I still think that we should spend some of the patreon money on getting a pi to follow Dan around yeah let's spend it all on that all right how much give it to me I'll just... suss it <laughs> thanks Dan um Private investigator Auckland cost <laughs> Auckland private investigator affordable, fast, and effective. That's what we want. Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, you don't want to I oh, this guy looks fucking dodgy too. <laughs> Our services, workplace incidents, criminal defence. I don't want that. Cyberbullying, a bit of that. Hey, 
Speaking of, I was thinking about this. Speaking the other of cyberbullying, what the fuck happened? What what happened to cyberbullying? I think it still goes on. It's just called um, uh, cancel culture now, isn't it? No one, no one cares about it anymore, though, right? This guy doesn't seem like he follows people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Covert surveillance, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, New Zealand private go. investigators conducted surveillance using ex-police trained personnel to lead the task. <laughs> nice. With the conclusion will provide a report which would include redacted footage and stills from evidence gathered. This information will be admissible for court proceedings. Nice. Fuck yeah. Tracking you know, devices. They can place tracking devices on vehicles. Cameras. This is exactly what we need. You know how, how it lists cyberbullying on the website as, that, as a service... They, so they will bully people for you. Nice. Surveillance, $75 an hour. Fuck, How many I should, hours would... I should have bought a cheaper car and like... That's going to run you. I should have well, what's bought a, What's our limit, de- um, Todd? Well... Uh, How much are we willing to invest in this? Fuck, a couple grand at least. I'm just thinking now though that I should have got a cheaper car and kept some budget for like hiring someone to cyber bully people for me. <laughs> <laughs> launch, launch! I'd love to launch a harassment campaign against Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it wouldn't be too hard to find. I reckon some of the listeners would probably do that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Knowing the caliber of our listeners, mm. there'd be some fucking cyber bullies out there. No doubt. F- you right, I'm... Dan? You're looking a bit worried. Not worried. If you saw a photo of this prick, you'd be worried, man. He looks, looks dodgy. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Uh, my, this is just the first thing I clicked on too, so it might be better. My, my New Year's resolution is to bring cyberbullying back. <laughs> get, get it back in the, he, in the headlines next year. I wonder if we could get like a two-for-one deal, like if they follow um, Dan and Josh. <laughs> I guess you guys are never together though, are you? So it'll be quite expensive. How do I send a message on this fucking thing? I don't know. Are you actually trying to message him? I'm trying to message you so I can, you can see this fella. Oh, I'll okay. send it on Facebook. Oh, fuck, I thought I had him. No, I don't have a message well, for This me. is all great stuff, by the way. Yeah. People like, people like this kind of thing. Apparently. People are saying, when's Dominic coming back? Yeah. Here I am. I was saying that too. But um, imagine... Imagine the people who have been like, oh, I kind of miss the old dynamic of the of the, <laughs> the old Dan, Dom and Todd dynamic and this is what they've been fucking waiting for. They're about to find out they were wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, oh, but, you know, how much did... Uh, Fuck, how's this photo on their website? For any um, listeners interested, it's nzprivateinvestigators.co.nz and the first photo is like this... It's these shadowy figures, like, in, like, the top floor of a fucking high-rise office building. And it's just silhouettes of these people standing arms folded and legs wide apart. That's B-roll as fuck. Oh, and, yeah, next photos of a guy, like, close up, putting two puzzle pieces together. Just the hands and the puzzle pieces. I don't want to end up like that. Who's that? I can't see. You can't see, Dan. Your screen's too bright. It looks like a picture of young Adolf Hitler. Now your fucking things are... This guy. Oh, oh it's, 
Yeah, that's what what's going to happen to you, Dan. Oh, he's bound and gagged. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. These guys are willing to go further than I initially thought. Do you reckon? Do you reckon they're allowed to use the Ministry of Justice logo on their webpage? I was just going to say, it's right <laughs> below that guy being gagged. Yeah, this all seems a bit. Uh, dodgy. You're in fucking trouble, Dan. How much money have we got in the coffers? We got like a couple grand. A couple grand. So how much is seventy-five divided into two thousand? What? what? So seventy-five <laughs> an hour. Oh, okay. So how many hours would we get? Fuck heaps of hours. Like 20 something? 20 solid I hours. I just put in the calculator and it said 0 0.375, but I don't think that's right. Um, my, my friend's mum used to be... <laughs> my, fr my friend's mum became a private investigator. She was formerly a detective and then she got into being a Why PI. Why don't we get her to come and... And, well, she's in New Plymouth. Well, she can drive up. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if I like her lax attitude to drug use. The problem is that... We used to do. I don't know if I, if we're getting her on Dan's case. She has a pretty lax attitude to drug use, especially for a cop. Like we did drugs around her house and stuff, and she didn't seem to. But care. I don't mind if Dan's doing drugs. It's more what he gets up to the mm. rest of the time that I'm concerned about. Mm. The problem is that if he doesn't leave the house, though, then they're just gonna be sitting outside taking photos of the outside of the house. No, but they bug they bug the apartment, right? Oh, True. Yeah. And put tracking devices on the car. Yep. Oof. Things are looking up. I wonder if we could start a GoFundMe. Fuck, if we if we can keep the pod, podcast going for another year, we could just like we could like hire PIs to do an investigation on Mike Hosking or just. <laughs> I feel like they might backfire in some way. Oh, what's he gonna do? Fight us? What's the dodgiest? P I wonder if we could just get a real dodgy one. Yeah. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm after. Is the it risks of hiring a private investigator. What are the risks? Getting caught, <laughs> unclear outcome, no value, liable for illegal actions, <laughs> lack of expertise, lack of evidence, not dependable. Oh. Hmm. That seems a bit negative. Hey, come on, lighten up. What's the problem? What if I just if... type in cheap private investigator Auckland? <laughs> Free. <laughs> Free. <laughs> I wonder if there, gonna... I wonder if there's maybe I'll put up an ad on Gumtree listing. PI myself Northland. List. You might end up what if we go on the dark web? We just what if we got an assassin but we asked them to just say don't kill him, but just <laughs> you know just maim him. Hey <laughs> I I've got I've got an idea. For for the podcast next year, should we just like list ourselves as free PIs? And then we'll just kind of like see what jobs come in and like pursue them half-heartedly. And then it'll be and, the podcast. Yeah, and it'll be like the, the correspondence between us and the client will be the I podcast. I reckon Sam would be good at that. He would be. He'd, but he'd probably do it properly. And here we go. Undercover investigations and surveillance. But how much does it charge? <laughs> A lot of them is, um, seems to be um, catching people that are cheating on their partners. Yeah. That's... I guess Dan's kind of cheating on us in a way. Yeah. I got charged with a serious crime I didn't commit. It blew my world apart. My case was one where the police had only interviewed select witnesses to suit what they thought. We got Mike from Private Investigations Northland involved and with his years of experience, he made all the difference. As a result, it took the jury less than 15 minutes to acquit and enabled me to get my life back. Nice. Good one, Mike. Have, who, who the fuck can afford that? Not many people that are being charged with crimes. But well, we don't know how much Mike's cost though. 
This is this is the problem. Cheap with... private investigators. Here we go. <laughs> Did you actually find one that's advertised as cheap? Yeah. Nice. This one's just got a picture of someone taking a photo on the front cover, which is promising. <laughs> Surveillance services. They, what's what? What equipment do you have? Uh, iPhone nine. iPhone nine's nothing to be sniffed at. <laughs> How can da, 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 bring you reliable information? Do you need surveillance services? Yes, I do. We oh, contact us today and we'll meet you on neutral ground. Specifics <laughs> 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 in your case. <laughs> Fuck, these ones are the one. Balso investigations. All right. Making a confidential inquiry. Fuck, these guys are. Cr- All right, things are looking up, Dan. And by up, I mean dodgy. Should we wrap things up there then? Guess so. Do you, want to, <laughs> do you want to cut like the last 10 or 15 minutes? No, the last 10 minutes are the best. I can just yeah. keep the, that and get rid of the rest of it. Yeah. Um, hey, so we'll be back with the How Not To Be An Arsehole End Of Year Awards. Um, and, yeah, should be... <laughs> we'll Special see, event. Should be a thing that we do. Yep. All right. <laughs>